the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Come Together San Diego with a very, very special program. In fact, the uh, close of every month on the Saturday, close of every month, we do this show. It's called the Align with Zion Hour, and we do this because we want to go into Zion, Jerusalem, uh, the city of David, and we have our very special Orthodox Jewish teacher, Anarina Hyman, with Align with Zion and AlignWithZion.com to invest the entire hour with us to give us Revelation that we perhaps haven't seen yet. And here she is. Hi, Anna Arena. Hi, Ken. <laughs> you know, we, we, what, we, what generally happens, my friend, if you listen to these shows, we don't quite get through the previous intent. So we go, and we'll do the rest of it in the next program, and the next program, and the next program. So uh, this is kind of a continuation on where we were in the past. We, we set up the stage by talking about uh, the way that God communicates to his people. And he, he, he doesn't give it to us once. He gives it to us several times. And Anarina, we, we were just basically talking about some scriptures in the book of the Ecclesiastes. Why don't you share that verse and then we'll kind of jump in. But I'm excited about what uh, scripture has to say and how you are going to interpret it. <laughs> I, and yes, guys, I think um, also when you come to the city of David, um, to see how we are digging into the past, how we understand what happened in the past, um, this scripture really, this verse comes to mind um, all the time, and it actually appears in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9, and again in 3 15, um, and it says, what is, was, what will be, was. And then there's a little bit of a difference at the end of these verses, um, uh, which also explains a lot, but, but let's focus on that. Um, I think we want to try and understand how these cycles work, that, that very much history repeats itself, and, very, uh, and we can align ourselves with that, and we can yes. learn from history. We can position us in the, in the present, which is, is the most important for us to do, to understand also what's going to happen in the future. So we're also talking a lot about prophecy here and understanding um, how to understand prophecy and how to position ourselves for, yes. for what is to come. And my friends, what you need to know is a lot of times people get really freaked out by the whole idea of prophecy. You know, a lot of people feel comfortable in the actual imprinted word or the, the word engrafted. But the, when it comes to actually taking that and d- declaring its intention from a prophetic standpoint, people get a little bit nervous, but they really shouldn't, you know, because there's, there's scripture to support this. What Anarina and I are going to be talking about in this hour is the scripture in um, Ecclesiastes that says what has been will be again and then what has been done will 
happen again into the future. She, she was talking about Ecclesiastes uh, one nine and three nineteen. Even there's a place in Ecclesiastes six ten which implies this. It says that everything that has been decided. Correct. And yes, then six yes, six yes. ten. Well, everything which already uh, has already been decided. In other words, it, it, God gives us multiple chances to get it right. <laughs> and, and before before we jump into this, uh, do we? <laughs> eventually, Honorina, we will get it right, huh? <laughs> Funny. But as, as I was looking, I, you know, I was looking through Scripture. You know, me, I want to have something that uh, validates this, which, and then I need to have validation for the validation. So I was going, okay, if things. Uh, uh, that happened past will be done again now, and then will be done again in the in the future. If that's the case, is there a scripture that supports this? And, that, and we read it at two or three different places in Ecclesiastes, and it took me to the book of Deuteronomy, and it says everything is established by the voice of two or three witnesses. So we just use two or three witnesses <laughs> to talk about the yesterday, today, and forever using other witnesses in the book of Deuteronomy. So the Bible repeats itself on purpose to drill it in. Sometimes we're heart of heart and heart heart of mind. So I'm going to let you take Correct. that and, and we'll Correct. kind of jump into where you sense uh, yeah. the Lord wants us to take this. It's, it's exciting. I, thank you, Kaz. I just also, you know, um, I think people are very wary of prophecy. Some people others have a completely different outlook on it. But the if I can say normal people are very wary of prophecy because of all the doomsday prophecies and 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 also um, you know all the theories that come up um, and it's difficult because you see also all these Hollywood movies every time it's going to happen this way and that way and and people get tired of it um, and there are so many interpretations of of prophecy itself. Um, Cass, that, that rightfully so, people don't want to get hooked up in conspiracy theories, etc., etc. So, so it's very important to, to get down to, to the basics. And the basics, basics um, basically are not to take yourself to, 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 to try so much to, to build your own narrative around these things or think the way that you think it's going to happen. I think when, whenever we approach uh, prophecy or anything in the Bible, you have to come very humbly, very humbly. Um, and I think I just want to take the listeners to that specific verse in, in Micah, in Micha, where it says, it boils down, down to this. It says, um, you get the verse here in verse 8. It says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what the Lord requires of you is do justice, love goodness, and walk modestly and humbly before your God. Yes. Um, so, so, so if we, that's, that's the, those are the building blocks. If we walk humbly before God, knowing that we don't know everything, and we are all pieces of the puzzle that need to come together, then maybe we can, we can touch on the surface level of all these things. Yes. But I think um, to, 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 to really dig into these things, it, it, it's understanding, and we've covered this a little bit, Kaz, in, in our previous um, conversations, is everything is around God's kingdom and how he governs the world. If we can start understanding the elements that make that up, then we can start looking at, 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 at what it means for the future and what ultimately, what, what, what the expectation is for the future. Can I intervene so here? That, and that, Can I make a comment here? It, One of the things <laughs> that you talk about, everything that has to do with his uh, government and his 
provision and his, mm-hmm. his intentions. But we, even mm-hmm. Anna Arena, as we step back one more step, we have to say all this is done so that we can have intimate relationship with him, which was his original intent. So all these things have an ulterior motive. The, the, truths, that he, the truths that he gives us in the past, the truths that he gives us in the present, and the truths that he will give us in the future, they're all intricately entwined with the the written word and the spoken or prophetic word as well. All these things have a single mm-hmm. desire, that is to restore the intimate relationship that mm-hmm. he has intended yeah. from the beginning. And that's wow. very true, Cash, for, for, for me, and also um, from a Jewish perspective, from the Jewish um, people, um, it, everything boils down to having that relationship with God. Um, do we have uh, such a relationship? I hope with, with everybody listening, every listener um, has that deep um, relationship with God where he speaks to you through his word, where he speaks to you, um, to your soul, through, through the spirit, where, where you are guided. Um, by your specific call in this life, do we have a connection with him? Absolutely. But but in, in, in Judaism, it goes a little bit further than that because we are a priestly nation and there are elements that need to come above. It, cu- it goes above just your personal relationship with God. It comes when uh, Am Yisrael or the people of Israel are united as a nation before God when things really start happen, uh, will start happen or will, will happen. And we, we can see that as we move closer to the times of, of Mashiach, to, to the redemption itself, that these elements are coming together again. We spoke about that. We said that there are chosen people, chosen times, chosen place, and the, and the Jewish people are coming back to the land of Israel, and they are keeping these times, these biblical festivals that we spoke about. And maybe we can um, go into the next section um, and and speak about that a little bit more. But we also spoke about how the whole firmament, how how God made the whole creation with, with all the heavenly bodies. Everything is knit together in bringing one thing about, and that is God's governance in our world. And, and slowly but surely, and, and so much more in our time than ever before, Cass, we are moving to the brink of that fullness of the redemption plan where the knowledge of God will truly come um, to this earth and, and, and fill the earth like the waters fill the sea um, and covers the sea. So, so we, we, we're really moving um, towards tremendously yes. um, exciting times. Yes. And for us, uh, it's just to understand those dynamics. That's right. And my listening friend, I need to help. And sometimes Honorina helps me and interprets my uh, misuse of Hebrew and she fixes that. But every once in a while when she uses Hebrew words, I need to help you understand what she's talking about. <laughs> Many of the time she refers to the uh, Mashiach and, and that that in Gentile terms is the uh, coming of Messiah. And so, you know, a lot of things that the Orthodox Jews uh, and the Christians have in common, but one is this, and that is we're looking for God's appointed person. 
to come on the scene. God the Father's appointed person to come on the scene and help uh, <laughs> straighten us out, I guess, and then rule and reign for a thousand years. How remarkable is that? You know, Honorina talked about the next segments as well. We've spent a little bit of time, and she just very briefly talked about it here in, the, in this first segment, talked about how God gave us different patterns. He's given us the months, the, the, the cycles of festivals and things like that. We talked about that just in passing here. But in order to really understand his present and his future, the further you can dig into what, what I would call the Old Testament or what Honorina would call the Tanakh, uh, the better you can understand what's happening today and what will happen tomorrow as well. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And I'm back with Honorina Hyman and uh, the Align with Zion Hour and Honorina at alignwithzion.com. Remarkable. And we kind of whet your appetite, as we oftentimes do in earlier segments talked a bit about the things that were going on in the past and the things that are going on in the present. But one of the things that God uses to communicate with us his truths is by digging into understanding the prototypes. In other words, the prototypes, but also the patriarchs. These uh, situations and these people carry such great weight for us to understand not only God's character and his plan, but uh, the things that uh, uh, we're going to be faced with today and faced with into the future. So uh, we mentioned a little bit about the patriarchs and uh, their life and lifestyles as uh, foretelling things that are to happen and will happen in the future. Why don't you take it from here on Arena and uh, we'll see what uh, God does in this second segment. I think um, Cass, there are two um, um, biblical characters and personalities that I really want to, to, to focus on when it comes to this. And, and the one is... Um, uh, a mutual favorite of ours, and that is King David. Um, <laughs> and he's absolutely, as we know, that the Mashiach, which means the anointed one, will be, he will be a son of David. So, so it, he will become, he will come from the Davidic line. So whatever happened with uh, King David, King David was the prototype of, of, of what will happen in the end of days. And we can see that right now. We know that King David himself very much wanted to, to, to build the temple. It was his heart's desire. He didn't even want to go to bed at night and say, how can I find <laughs> my own bed in my own place? If there is no resting place for God. And, and in that, God sort of answered him. He said, I don't need that. You need it for me so that I can, can be with you. But that's a story for another day. Also, Kaz, um, I think many times we forget, we read the Psalms, and, and um, David Amelech King David speaks about how he, how he dwells in the house of God. But knowing that the house of God was only built after um, King David's time. So you can see how real it was for him. You can see how real these dynamics were and how much he wanted to consolidate it into the ultimate building of, of, the, of the temple. We know that the third temple will be built. Um, and, and there's this very strong connection to this. Um, the reason why King David, the man of the God's heart, could not build it, which is a very difficult concept to, to understand. It's all, almost like Moses, who led the people so loyally um, um, and, 
I want to say, bravely through the wilderness, and he couldn't get into um, Israel. The same thing into the land of Israel. The same thing happened with King David. He only wanted to get to the temple, and he couldn't build it because we know that God um, said through Nathan or Nathan the prophet that um, you can't build it because you have blood on your hands. Um, this was not King David's fault. King David was fighting the battles of Israel. He was settling the land ultimately so that we can get to the times of peace. Yes. And we know that his son Solomon um, built the temple. And this is very interesting. You spoke about it when you visited, visited us at the city of David when you and I um, walked there, literally in the city of David. We spoke about it, that the name Solomon um, as it is in Hebrew, it's actually Shlomo. Shlomo, um, I wonder if the listeners can actually hear what other word is actually built into that name. Kaz, can you remember what we spoke about? What, what word do you hear in the name of Solomon? Well, Shlomo. Shalom, of course. There we go. There we go. So, so it means basically, Shlomo's name means with him is peace or um, his peace. And that's why he was the one that had to build the, the temple in the times of the peace reign. Uh, we also spoke about it that um, um, during the building of the temple, and the, listener, uh, the, the listeners can go and look in the Bible, they can look it up. Um, there was no hammers, there were no chisels and hammers or anything of that kind on Temple Mount itself. The temple was literally put together softly um, on that place. There was um, basically, there was no place for any uh, weapon or, or tool of aggression to come up to Temple Mount. It had to be a place of perfect peace. And that's why it's so important that David couldn't build the temple himself. But he laid the foundation. He got the plans from, from uh, the Almighty. That's right, and he got the resources. Um, Almost all of the resources came through King David's relationships and his... Uh, uh, you know, Correct. his own fin- finances and the hearts of the people. And it, all this stuff was Correct. set up and prepared for Solomon just simply to, you know, follow A, A B, C, D, E, and all of a sudden the temple That's is it. constructed because of King That's David's it. vigilance and his uh, uh, heart after God. Remarkable. That's it. So, so here is uh, King David and, and all the resources and the plans and everything was literally ready. It just had to be um, done by, by uh, um, King, uh, King Solomon or his son just had to execute it. So, so this is, now how is this a prototype? How can we connect this to the days that we are in right now, Kaz? Um, and it's difficult for people outside the land of Israel to understand that. But the times of David, if you come to the city of David, you will see that we are starting to excavate the city of David. Um, at the top of the city of David, on the real Mount Zion, we have Temple Mount. That is not in reach for us yet. The temple cannot be built yet. But what, what is in our hands is the city of David. So they, the place where David rested and his throne stood, that's, that's basically where uh, we have it uh, right now. And that's where we can excavate and we, we can take it further. So we are in the times of King David. And we also know that in King David's time, there was a lot of wars. Now, if I say to the people, do we feel wars around us? A lot of um, <laughs> oh the wars um, sort of think um, not really. But if you come to, the, to, to Israel, very much know about that. We, we've, the, the, the whole land of Israel, the state of Israel, um, 
the establishment of, of the country happened um, between war after war after war. Um, it is a tremendous miracle that we are here today and that we have accomplished by, by, by the help of God that we've accomplished the things that, that we've done. But that, in that you can see that we're already in the times of King David. We are in the times of the preparation of that. So that's, that's the prototype of, of um, King David. Yes. But then there's something else that I would like to focus on, um, Kat, and, and let's see how far we can get. But when we look at the, um, at the city of David, um, and you've been there, you've seen how we are uncovering, or how the people at the city of David are uncovering the, the, the blueprints, the foundations. You can actually see the, the foundations of old. And I want to take the readers um, to the verse, in Isaiah 58, it says here in verse 12, they will rebuild ancient ruins and you shall restore foundations laid long ago and you shall be called the repairer of, the, uh, of fallen walls and the restorer of the, of the breach. Yes. So, so we ha- what we have here is God is not saying you're going to do a new thing. God is not doing a new thing. He will go to the, to the places where the ruins are because that place will always be the place. Jerusalem will always be the place. We can't choose a new Jerusalem. We can't build a new Jerusalem somewhere else because we feel there, there is too, uh, too much strife in this area, so let's just go and build ourselves a new Jerusalem. No, God has, has specific... Absolutely. And God has specific plans that he wants to fulfill. This reminds me of one of my favorite verses. You talk about in Isaiah and other, other uh, prophetical books, but also in the book of uh-huh. Amos, he says... God says, I'm going to build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair the breaches mm-hmm. of it's, this is, it's the same reference that he used in, in uh, Isaiah and other places. This is the rebuilding of this. And as you say, before you know the fullness of the temple can be realized, there's some groundwork that needs to happen. And here we are right in the thick of this as we excavate the city of David. I have to laugh because this is the groundwork that needs to happen to set the stage for uh, a temple ministry, for temple mindset. And, and King David knew this. And then, you know, we know the story of David after this. He bought the the, the uh, Mount Moriah area and he became prepared for the, the temple. But in, in, in today's vernacular, that's happening right now, right now. What does this mean for us today? And what is, will this mean for us in the future uh, we can start to get a clearer idea. I'm going to let you take this for the yeah, next minute or so, and then we're going to go into the next yeah. segment. Okay. So, so just uh, you said that there are other verses in, in Isaiah, and I just want to read another one to the readers, and that's in Isaiah 61. It says here in verse 4, And they shall build the ancient rules, ruins, and they shall build the ancient ruins, raise up the desolations of old, and renew the ruined cities the desolation of many ages. So we can see that the same place is not going to shift. And think about it, as we spoke about it, 2,000 years, that we didn't know where Jerusalem was. For 1,000 years, she, she, we lost her slowly. And for 1,000 years, we didn't even know where the, the true location of the ancient biblical Jerusalem is. And suddenly, 150 years ago, this city started to kick into the Jubilee cycles again. <laughs> and slowly but surely, we, we started to see her again. And today, you can actually start seeing some of these blueprints and the ruins themselves. And yes. it's on these ruins, nowhere else, that this will happen. And we will speak in the next section a little yes. bit about 
another person that had to restore an ancient ruin and something tremendous happened when he did that. Yes, yes. And the key word for the next segment is what Anna used here at her conclusion. That was the word today. So when you start to see these things coming to pass now, you'll go, oh, this is this is a fulfillment, if you will, of the things that were shown back in David's day and beyond the, the whole progression of things and the things that were, I'll use the word prophesied back then are coming to 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 for right now, but also what's happening now will set the stage <laughs> for God's plans for the future. So, Anarina, I know we've whet the appetite of our listeners, and we will con- <laughs> continue this discussion in the next segment when Anarina Hyman of Align with Zion, AlignWithZion.com, and Kaz Taylor of Come Together San Diego come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And back again for the third of four segments with Honorina Hyman of Align with Zion. And our Align with Zion Hour and Honorina, I think we once again whet some appetites and it's time to pay them off. The key word that we used in conclusion of the last segment was the word today. And uh, how we get to today is God has given us the roadmap or prototypes in the past to come to where we are today. But it is not to repeat right. <laughs> the mistakes of back then, but it's to learn from those mistakes and to go on from there. I'm going to hand the baton to you, Honorina Hyman. Thank you, Kaz. So, so we also finished with saying that something has to be built exactly on the place where it was. You can't shift places. And we spoke about that, that um, with uh, how we found that Zion and the location of Zion and what people think today is Zion is not the true location. We know that the true location is only now being revealed. It's on the southern part of, of Central Mount itself. But okay, so to return back to the ruined places that will be rebuilt. And I wanted to take um, the example of Elijah the prophet. Elijah in, in Hebrew, his true, the, the, the way that you really pronounce his name is Eliyahu. Eli is my God, and yeah, you can hear God's name there. And um, you can also hear Yahoo, <laughs> which is uh, very well known. Um, uh, only Anna Rina would do this. She, she, you no, know, she, but, she's an Orthodox Jewish teacher, but she knows how to bring it to today. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it actually comes from that. Um, um, yes, the, the word Yahoo. And you will see also that in most um, of the names, a lot of the names in the Bible finishes with Yahoo. So it means, um, and it's, it's a reference to God. So let's look at this prophet and let's see what he did. Um, it was the time of, of, of the Baal prophets. It was the time when idolatry was in full swing in, the, um, in, in Israel. And Eliyahu had to bring the people back. Um, he was very scared because the time came when God said, you will now go and, and appear before the king and his wife. 
um, um, very difficult people that he had to, 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 to confront. And then he said, okay, so let's, let's put a standoff. Let's bring these ball prophets and let's see what happens. And this is, we're talking here about Eliyahu restoring the people's faith in the true God. And um, if readers want to go with us, um, Kat, I'm in 1 Kings 18. Um, I think um, most of our listeners know about what we're looking at, um, how he asked the prophets to, to offer that they wanted to see if the Baal prophets will then appear and, and, and um, how uh, fire will have to come. But they can't do it. They can't ignite it themselves. Um, he mocked them for most of the day. And then something happened. So let's go to verse uh, 30. Uh, Eliyahu says there, come closer to me. And all the people came close to him. And then this is very important. It says, and he repaired the damaged altar of the Lord. Then Elijah took 12 stones corresponding to the number of the uh, tribes of the sons of Jacob. So he repaired not only an altar that stood there before. It means that it was um, in a very specific place. He chose the mountain. He chose the hill where this had to happen, not by happenstance. It's very important to, whenever you look at the Bible, when God appears to the prophets on a certain day in a certain year, it's never by happenstance. Um, and the place, the, the place and, is not by happenstance. These are, all these things are just perfectly tied together. This is it. So he takes them to a very specific place, and there he restores the altar, and he makes sure that 12 stones, because he needs to represent the 12 tribes here before God, and then something else happens. So we have that he is, and actually the word in Hebrew says he healed the altar. He didn't fix it. He healed it. My, my, my. and then we go to verse 36, and, it's, uh, and now he's waiting, and he's filling. He's making sure that people know that he's putting himself against the odds here. He's filling up the trenches. He's making sure that it's so wet that nobody can say that he started a fire somewhere. And then we go to verse 36, and it says, And when it was time to present the mincha offering. Now, um, for the listeners, the, the Jewish people, like Daniel, through the ages, we have, we have to pray three times a day. And two of these um, prayers correspond exactly to the times when these offerings um, were brought in the temple. So the Mincha is the, is the midday offering. And he was waiting for that time because he knows that God moves in specific times at a specific place. And this is what he was waiting for. So he was, um, all of that came together, and that's when God met with him. That's where God came down in fire and consumed um, the, the, the offering. So, so even in this, we can see, Cass, that the ruined places will be restored, and it has to happen at the times when God said, you will meet with me. Uh, a very important um, um, dynamic to understand if we want to place ourselves within the future. Yes. So, so let's move on and talk a little bit more about um, aligning ourselves and positioning ourselves and how to align ourselves within the uh, present, the future, and the past. Yeah, so if you would like to share with us a little bit more. Yes, well, one of the things that I discovered, and you know, you know, my friend, once you get 
I, I use this word addicted in a, in a positive way instead of a negative way. But once you, you get ad- addicted to the way that God communicates his truths, you'll see it ingrained everywhere. And I, as I was digging through this scripture, you know, you talk about the, the four containers of water that uh, that uh, Elijah poured on the sacrifice and uh, around the, the wood mm-hmm. and went down into the into the uh, the trough area. But he did that uh, four times, which equals 12. And there's the 12 again. So mm-hmm. you have you have the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the different the different uh, tribes that had to be included. God's whole plan was to b- restore what had been taken away. And, you know, in today's vernacular, the, the spirit of Baal, B-A-A-L, is alive and well in, in uh, you know, in American government, for example. I mean, the, the, the giving the sacrificing of babies and things like that. You could you could spend a lot of time digging into these things. But my friend, once you realize how God embeds his truths truths everywhere, it absolutely blows your mind. Honorina? Yeah, and, and Karen, I, I want to, if we get to this, we get to the place where God meets you in the present. Um, we, we also spoke about previously that in Jeremiah 6 or 16, God says, stand at the ancient, uh, at the crossroads and ask for the ancient paths and walking them so, so that it will be well with your soul. So there is an ancient way of, of how the world um, ran up till now and is running right now, how God is running his world, and we just need to click into that again. It's running. <laughs> yes, it's yes. there. And we just have to get into that. But the way that we do that is to be present. And, and, and this is so important for the listeners as well. Um, I don't think we should get caught up so much into future prophecies that we forget mm-hmm. what we have to do right now. Our goal is not to, to see if we can get to, to, to the time of Mashiach. Hopefully, please God, that we will all merit those times. But to get there, you have a, a, a task right now that you have to do. Um, in the Jewish world, we call it Tikkun Olam. It is the, re, the repairing of the world. And you will see that... Um, Repair and um, comes up all the time in the Bible. All the time you have to repair. So for us, you have a certain task. You have to stand at a specific place in your lifetime and make that and, and repair that place that that was broken. Can I make a comment here? One of the things that Honorina, as you as you take what Honorina says and you step back and you contemplate it, you realize. Listen to me, my friend. How vital Y O U. Are, how important you are to hear Absolutely. to hear what is spoken has been written has been spoken by the prophets of scripture and how you have an obligation as the son or daughter of the, cre- the the one who created the universe you have an obligation to fulfill your role you know if, if we go oh these things will take do their do everything as they're supposed to now and then into the future we'll, we're looking to the future as honorina is saying is now is the time we have to fulfill what our God's heart cry through us is as well. So we've got about a minute and a half in this segment, and we're going to get into the last segment in a moment. But uh, Honorina, close this for us. Will, will you in the next minute and a half or so? Thank you, Gad. So, so um, just coming back to that there is a way that God runs the world, and we can now have the knowledge to, to position ourselves in it. And I, I just want to, for, for one minute, um, use the, the example of a clock. 
The world, if you have to schedule your meetings and your day, you have to know what time it is. It, it will be terrible if we don't know what time it is and, and we, we don't know how to meet people and schedule our meetings. Now, um, in this way, the Jewish people have been their keepers of time for a very, very uh, for, for over the ages, since we received the, the Torah from Mount Sinai, we became the partners of God, and we had to keep these festivals. And it's interesting that even over the millennia when we were in exile, the Jewish people still kept these biblical festivals. It, we had to, because it was part of how God runs the world. And during those 2,000 years, there has always been a Jewish presence in Jerusalem. But now, these keepers of time the Jewish people are coming back and we see that these elements are merging stronger and stronger together for the times coming where, where this whole machine, the whole governance is going to click in, in, into its fullness, Kaz. And, and it's an exciting time. It is an exciting time. Um, lying in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk about this exciting time when Anarina <laughs> Hyman of Align with Zion and AlignWithZion.com and uh, me, Kaz, with Come Together San Diego, uh, when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And back for the final segment with Anarina Hyman, Align with Zion and AlignWithZion.com. And what we call uh, the Align with Zion Hour. I dedicated this uh, time frame to talking about uh, the Tanakh, or as, as, excuse me, Anarina, Tanakh. Uh, or as I would say, the Beautiful, old, <laughs> as I would say, the Old Testament. But we, we've uh, uncovered some remarkable things here, and we're going to continue along this light. And that is, God has given us His truths in yesterday, even in today, to lead us into tomorrow. But the danger that we have is may we may sit back and relax and say, tomorrow we'll let, let tomorrow take its own, and we don't need to do anything now. But the truth of the matter, and Honorina brought this up in the last segment, is we really need to pay close attention to the now because there are certain things that we need to have learned from the past so that we don't repeat those mistakes. So you want to talk a little bit about that as we go on from here, Honorina? I think what we mentioned before in one of our previous sessions, um, Kaz, is in the name of God, the way that the, 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 the four-letter name of God, the ineffable name of God, the most holiest name of God, within that name um, is embedded the, uh, the past, the present, and the future. Uh, but when we look at the name itself, the most present within that name is the present. So for you to align with God truly, to, to, do, to do your job, you have to be in the present. I think also in the world itself, in the, in the, in the um, greater uh, understanding of, of where we are in our days, there is a heightened understanding of consciousness. It's as if the world itself is communicating to people, so you have to be conscious of where you are in the present. And we've lost it so much uh, in this day and age where we are just rushing to work, trying to get through, our, uh, through everything, trying to clear our inboxes, <laughs> that we forget to live in the moment, Kaz. And if you want to connect with God uh, in his essence of who, who he is, 
um, he is everything in in everything surrounding everything you have to calm down and be in the present because that's where he will then reveal to you um, what's in the future so if you're so future bound you lose um, that connection with God and if you also think all the time of what happened in the past and just revisit all the bad things that happened with you in the past you're also losing you're going to have to make no peace with what happened in the past and you have to learn from it. You know, no mistake is a mistake if you learn from it. The moment when you learn from a mistake, it has become the greatest lesson for you to move forward. Did you hear what she said, my friend? Hang on, I need to repeat this. The only time a mistake is a mistake if you don't learn from it. Wow, that, that's a profound statement from Honorina Hyman and you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Come to San Diego. But that is so true. I got just a brief reflection on what you said here. You know, if we're so busy uh, uh, concerned about the things of the past or we're so busy trying to make the proper way for the future, we forget about the now. My wife and I just the other day, and I don't do this very often and I should, we we just took time out and we went to uh, the park and we sat under the shade of a tree and we just reminisced on things and we just reflected on things and you know this reminded me of of the shabbat the purpose of the of the shabbat of -hmm. the the day of rest so that we can really recollect on things but also equip and empower ourselves for the future so many times we're so busy in today's life that we don't even take the time to reflect or relax or rest and so i think god's plan is when you do that then you're properly equipped to move forward and and it's exactly what you're talking about living in the now that's it, Kath. And I, I just want to add on that that you just said on Shabbat. Um, we spoke a little bit in the in the beginning um, about this. We have certain cycles. We have the 365-day cycle of the sun. Uh, uh, and, and on that, we have the agricultural cycle. And then we have the, the monthly cycle, which is the 28 days. And we call it um, Chodesh. Chodesh is the same as Chadash. And Hadash means new. So every every month you renew yourself in that. But then you get to the Shabbat cycle and it's not connected to anything. It, it, you can't connect it to any heavenly bodily cycle. It's something that God, uh, he, he brought it about. He told us that this um, is something that we have to keep. Why is this? Because basically you have to go against your nature on Shabbat. <laughs> um, the, the world tells you that if you stop for one moment, you're going to lose things. You're going to lose your grip on things. My. And God says for a day, you, you are not allowed to work. You're not even allowed to think of anything else. You're not allowed <laughs> to do any accounts or anything. And we can see the same thing happening um, in the uh, sabbatical cycles. When you have to let the land lie for one year, you can see how things deteriorate. You can see that your hands are not on it, and God says, let it go, hands off. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's also in Sukkot, when we are at the place, um, the, the, the festival of huts or booths or tabernacles, when we see our produce and we think how great we are, God says, the fail faith is move out, go live in a booth, understand that I am the one that provides for you. Even in your strength and also in your weakness, you have to understand that I'm the one that provides for you. So it's a fail faith that God um, built into it. And, and, and in the Jewish world, we say, um, more than we have kept the Shabbat, the Shabbat has kept us. It's one that carries us to keep staying in this very, very 
um, jungle of wolves. <laughs> wow, wow. We have, it's not so much that we keep the Shabbat, but the Shabbat has kept us nuggets of gold on Arena Chaiman, and that's so true <laughs> with what God's planning here. Sometimes, you know, the old vernacular, the people who say, take the time to smell the roses. Well, that's really a, a biblical precept, even though you may not be able to directly connect it. It is. We need to take time to uh, reflect on what God has done and what he's doing now. And as we get empowered by that, then we're equipped for the future. And uh, that's what a remarkable message that that, uh, is carried in that we reflected on in this um, Align with Zion Hour. And my my listening friend, I just want to use this as an encouragement to you. And I'll let uh, Anarina close this segment and then I'll go to the next. We'll go to another segment. But uh, the whole idea for God is to, to take what he's given you, but not only enjoy it and learn from it, but reflect on it so that the mistakes we've made in the past are not made in the future. And uh, enjoy the now. Honorina? That's it. That's it, because that's a very difficult thing if you say to people, enjoy the now. Really think about it and to really be conscious about that. To whet the appetite of our listeners for, for, the, for the next time that we speak about all these things. Um, Kaz, I just want to leave you with this. In, in the Bible itself, we have in the Hebrew language, and we will discuss a little bit more next time, the Hebrew la- language, the letters, the Aleph um, Bet that we have. But within the, the way that Hebrew is written in the Bible, we have what we call the inversive Vav. It means that when a certain letter Vav is, is, is um, added to a letter, when, when, when that word is future, it immediately turns into the past. And if that word is past, and you add that letter, it immediately turns to the future. So, so within the Bible itself, when you read it, sometimes it, it reflects to the future, sometimes it, it reflects back to the past so that we can learn. And sometimes when you read the Bible, and it cannot be always translated in, in, in any other language, it is an ongoing process. The, the, the letter or the word itself um, shows an ongoing process, meaning that the word is alive. I was just going to um, say the same thing. You took the words out of my mouth. The word of God is alive. Not only was it uh, a word for direction for the, the um, uh, patriarchs, uh, but it was it, it's a word for us today. But it's, since it's alive, it uh, lives and breathes and it has credibility for tomorrow as well. Honorina, and that we can and that we can actually apply it. So we will definitely go into that more in the in the next time that we have our chat. <laughs> uh, isn't it fun visiting with Honorina Hyman, my listening friend? Here we are, and many of the listeners right now are listening from San Diego, California, and here we are. We're interacting with a an Orthodox Jewish lady who's a Bible teacher and a God lover, no question. And she is actually in this place called Jerusalem right now. (laughs) How amazing. God's pulling people together from all different walks of life, but also different countries as well, because he has a big plan. And Honorina, thank you so much for joining me on this and future hours called the Align with Zion Hours. Thank you. Uh, Quick website uh, information, and then we'll have to go. Yeah, 
if the listeners want to visit us at www.alignwithdesign, A-L-I-G-N with design.com, lots of things there to read, to listen to our conversations again, and just uh, to see how we can truly align ourselves in this hour with God's redemption plan. <laughs> Anarina Hyman, uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, one hour. Uh, of course, Come Together San Diego is a two-hour broadcast, so my listening friend, wait, wait till you see what we have in store for the next hour. But until then, Anarina and Kaz say, see you next time. Bye. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. And hello, my friends. I am back. You know, our first hour, we talked with Honorina Hyman with Align with Zion. And we talked uh, from a Hebrew perspective about how God sets things up uh, and then what he does in the past, he does again in the present. And he does it again in the future because he wants us to get it. And uh, one of the things he desires to do, in fact, his main desire is to bring intimacy between he and we and we and he. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this uh, next hour as well. But we want to talk about it uh, under the context of worship and praise and prayer because those are the things. King David back in the day used those things to actually establish his kingdom and God's kingdom is uh, arriving soon in the earth right now in ways that we've never even imagined. And he is going to similarly use worship, praise, and prayer today. And I've got some people that uh, have hearts for this as well. I wanted you to meet my uh, co-host for this uh, hour, Dan Simonek. And how you doing, Dan? I'm well, Kaz. Thank you for having me here. You're you absolutely right. Uh, Dan, uh, you may have heard his commercials on this air, Kingdom Cajon, uh, and he uh, is a like King David back in the day. David was not only a musician, but he was a craftsman of instruments. This guy is a, is a craftsman of instruments. I appreciate you, Dan. Thanks, Kaz. You know, one of the things that Dan and I do, we meander around other people who have similar hearts. And I want to bring somebody on the air right now who is one of those peeps, a really good friend of Dan's and mine. Her name is Kara Rial, and she is with Army uh, Army Reigning Ministries. And Kara, we talk about worship and praise and how God is using that to uh, command attention through his people about what God wants to do, not only in intimate relationships with these people, but also to encourage others to uh, embrace that intimacy as well. Kara, you're at a place right now that is actually fostering this. Uh, how are you doing, Kara? Hi, Kaz. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Kara. So give us an overview of where you are right now. Actually, I have to smile. It sounds like we're talking from a long ways away, but Dan and I were with you earlier in the day. And where were we, Kara Real? Well, we are down at the border, at um, right at the port of entry um, at San Isidro, Tijuana. And um, we uh, have been able to partner with some beautiful uh, people down here. And today we've been doing uh, 12 hours of continuous straight worship. Um, we, we're going on, on uh, hour nine. We have three more left, um, but we have also had outreach teams going out into the near nearby areas. We've had people 
healed, and some of the people that they encountered actually gave their lives to the Lord today. So it's been extremely powerful and, uh, you know, overwhelmingly the, the love of the Lord is encountering people. And so it's been a fantastic time. Yes, and uh, Dan and I know that there's some pretty deep symbolism going on as well, don't we, Dan? What's going on there? Absolutely. So there's some of the symbolism is we, we're talking about the border, the border between Mexico and the United States. We're talking about how God wants to transform uh, our borders to have a different perspective about it in, in, in the natural and, and the spiritual as well. So what uh, supernatural uh, implications do you see there, Kara? Well, I really believe that, you know, what has been spoken, the words that have been spoken about um, this region, that the Lord is doing it. He's, he is, we're, we're actually seeing this happen. You know, there's, there's a lot that's going out in the media. Um, but, you know, the thing that we don't see is, is the body of Christ rising up to be an answer, to, to, bring, to bring the Lord and be a light. And, um, and that's happening here. And I have been a witness today to it. And this is just the beginning. So I believe yes. that, it, that this, is a, this is a start of a sweep of, um, of not only our nation, which has been prophesied, but also um, the, the Mex- Mexico and into the nation. Yes, yes. Dan, you have a real heart for the nations, but you have a heart for worship and praise. You know, the things you do, the, the building of your uh, kingdom cajones speak to that. Uh, you want to just mention that at all? What touches my heart is the way the body comes together to bring their sound um, and the unity in the body. I'm, I'm seeing an increase in that. So it was great to see people I hadn't seen in a couple of years stepping in to bring what they carry to that event. Yes. And d- different people carry different sounds. We had uh, a Spanish guy, a guy from a apparently from actually Mexico coming in, and, and he and his troop were singing. And I'll tell you what, it was completely different from the set that mm-hmm. I was doing. <laughs> completely different. In fact, I don't think I spoke any Spanish at all. <laughs> in fact, I know I didn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, Kira, and you, you have a set right now that you've given us a few minutes of your set time to, uh, to share some insights there. And in my listening friend, in the last segment of this hour, we're going to bring... Uh, someone uh, uh, who is actually the person overviewing, overseeing this uh, in in um, on the border, and she, uh, Sandra Compton, and her husband, they're going to have some insights on how God is actually restoring the borders for God's people in a very literal way. So you have a di- little different sound too, I know, because I. I jive to your sound too, Kara Real. I want to exp- maybe give an overview of the kind of sound that God has called you to deliver and how it all blends together into, you have a real heart cry for the phrase, one new sound, and because of your sound and others around, we're experiencing that. So give us an overview of your sound and how God is blending that with other sounds in San Diego County, Kara Real. Yes, well, I would say, you know, my sound is um, it's really just, I I release what I hear um, the Lord uh, give me, and you know I release the sounds of heaven. And what that sounds like is a is a sound of of the body coming together. And so a lot of times my sound is a collaborative sound, um, and so it looks like different people at different times with different instruments. Um, and I love that. And that's. My sound is always changing, um, but that is me, and, and that's um, who God's called me to be, and I love it. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I always like to extrapolate when God gives people messages. uh, Some of that message can be actually for the person that's listening or to whom you are speaking. So, you know, your heart cry for blending things together. I'm looking across the studio here from a a guy named Dan Simonek with Kingdom Cajon. He has a real heart for blending not only the sounds together, but people together. You want to speak to that, your heart in in that light, Dan Simonek? I, I just believe everyone carries a piece. Everybody carries a sound, a, a, um, an anointing to do certain things. And my heart is to gather those people, encourage them, and bring them out, just like others have done for me. Yes. And, and Kara, I think you carry that same thing of, of encouraging people to step out, even if it sounds a little different, but to bring it. Exactly. There's freedom, and, and it's so appreciated, that freedom. Well, we're going to release you back into beginning your set, which was supposed to have begun at 6 o'clock. Kara, we appreciate you spending a moment or two. But any word of encouragement to our listeners before we release you into your musical calling, Kara Real? <laughs> um, you know, it's just to step out. Yes, yes. I think we might have lost her. Anyway, we'll, we'll just leave it as step out. That's, That's pretty good. That's a good word. <laughs> My friends, we're going to, Dan Simonek and I are going to be uh, back very shortly because we're going to talk a little bit about what not only stepping out means, but uh, how God wants us to do that. And Dan's heart cry is he's going to entwine us together as part of the collective picture of the body of Christ in these last days. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, Dan Simonek. And I, we, it was a pleasure talking with Kara Real with the Army Reigning Ministries. And uh, Dan Simonek and I will continue the conversation when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Dan Simonek is with me, Kingdom Cajon, and other things. We're going to talk about the other things in this segment as well. But I want to remind you of a scripture. I use this scripture uh, fairly often, and it really ties into the first hour that we did with Honorina Hyman. And that is a scripture in the book of Hebrews that says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Dan, I know that's a scripture that you hold dear to heart as well. Absolutely. Because a lot of the things that have happened to you yesterday, you're, you try to learn the lessons from yesterday and apply to today. But I think God has a bigger picture so that you can uh, learn to apply them rightfully and righteously into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You, one of the things that, Dan, you, you do in addition to Kingdom Cajon is uh, integrity aviation management. Larry, you're, you're one of those pilots. Yes, I am. And you, you <laughs> uh, fly boy, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that you do is uh, you, you make yourself available to uh, take, do flights for clientele and things like that. Well, not currently. Currently, I'm not flying. Um, for the last 10 years, my goal I and mean, my lesson right now is to raise my daughter. Yes. Oh, very and good. spend my heart in doing so. Also working on the drums. And I believe that the Lord at his time will release integrity, in, excuse me, integrity aviation management. Yes. And part of the lesson in the season is trusting and faith. And I know so many of your listeners have been waiting and waiting and waiting. 
and have been going through seasons, long seasons, yes. waiting for the Lord to open that door. There's there's words over their lives, there's things in their hearts, and and we're waiting together. Yes. There's a scripture in Habakkuk, it's called, uh, write the vision upon tables, so those that read it may run with it, but mm-hmm. it is for an appointed time. Yes. And don't be wary in the waiting, but when it comes to pass, it shall surely come to pass and it will not tarry any longer. So that was one of the scriptures that I used when I've had many big plans Mm -hmm. and I put them to paper and I go, yeah, this is, you know, this is great. This is great. And then I, you know, I make little forays out to see if, uh, it's going to fly. No, yes. no pun intended with your, you know, <laughs> integrity av- aviation. <laughs> but uh, they, some, most of them just didn't fly. They just kind of sputtered and sat mm-hmm. there. And I said, God, th- I thought this was an inspiration from you, and it has not come to pass. My listening friend, as I say these words, you're internalizing and saying, Yeah, I have a few of those myself. And so, uh, can you b- be an encouragement? What God's plans are in the midst of the apparent failures? Absolutely. Um, Holy Spirit dropped something on my heart just a few months ago, and it was for me, but it's definitely for the body of Christ. And I got up early, couldn't sleep. The joy of the Lord was on me, so I went out to take care of some chores and and stepped into doing that. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden I hear Holy Spirit say, don't focus on the promises, focus on the promise keeper. Oh, my. And say, I, that when again. I, say that again. Don't focus on the promise Focus on the promise keeper. And then. And I knew when, in my spirit, when he said promise, it was the prophetic words. Because so many prophetic words have been spoken over each one of us. And when we hold those in our hands and we're focused on those, it gives opportunity for disappointment when the, our timing's not met. Um, it's been a long season. and But when we focus on the promise keeper, we can maintain that hope in following him and knowing that he is a good father, that his timing is perfect. Yes. So I encourage each one of you to focus on the promise keeper. That's good. You know, and I I can tell you from experience too, Dan, I've had a lot of different things that I thought were actually God's timing. In fact, I was pretty sure that they were God's timing and they still floundered a little bit. So I had some conversations with God. We, We chat a lot. And one of the one of the answers that he gave me is sometimes it is because you are uh, ahead of the maturity of the vision. Mm -hmm. At other times, listen to this, my friend, because this could be uh, dealing with you as well. But other times it is the people around you who are not mature enough to receive the vision at that time. In Mm -hmm. other words, it's God's time, you know, uh, but it's not the people's time. And God is so patient. He goes, sometimes as you just have to wait till other people come around to yes. that level of faith. And that's yes. the word you use, Dan. Yes. And so sometimes it is, we need to learn some things, but sometimes we have to sit alongside of God and say, the other people need to learn some things and mm-hmm. we have to have patience to make that come to pass. You know, Jesus, you know, he could have established the kingdom immediately, death, mm-hmm. burial, resurrection, e- eternal life, uh, ruling and reigning him with him for a thousand years. But there are some things that we've had to work through, we believers, so that we can be ready as his, you know, the bride to to uh, join ourselves with him because he wants somebody who is prepared, you know, uh, not a foolish virgin, virgin, mm-hmm. but a wise virgin. And so he wants us to do that. And so imagine how much patience he's had to have. Mm-hmm. He's been waiting thousands of years. Please. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So I keep encouraging myself um, on the things I've seen the Father do. And that there's times where I just have to sit on the couch and recount those things and knowing that he's a good, good father. So don't get discouraged, people. Hang in there. God's moving. And it's going to take a body. We all carry something special to make this happen. Yes. And just be prepared for this. At the, cl- at the close of this segment, I'm going to have you pray that prayer over other people as well. And just in, I want you to declare over them that they that God anoints them with that wisdom and knowing when to launch out, when not to launch yes. out. But there's another piece of the equation, and that is when it may, it, it may be your time to do it, but other people are around or not uh, into the that mentality or that heart cry yet. And sometimes we have to have that patience. But mm-hmm. also, there's another piece of the equation is God may have you as an instrument to reach out and encourage them to grow in that area. Absolutely. You know, we go, well, when they, they get the message, then it'll happen. Sometimes God may stir you to be the bearer of that message, but do so delicately. Yes. Yes. And, and I also encourage you as you um, get these things placed upon your heart, as Holy Spirit speaking to you is step out. And, and do things. He's waiting for us to do things, too. Like with the drums, um, I had to step out of my comfort zone. I was a 35-year pilot, and all of a sudden he starts downloading these drums that are brand new. <laughs> and so as a woodworker, I love woodwork, I started building them. But I didn't know how to protect them. And people kept saying, this is a business. You need to protect this. You need to protect this. And all of a sudden, the Lord put somebody in my in my path that has a patent attorney. Oh, my. And so I reached out to him in Nashville, Tennessee, never met the guy. And he's, he's a Christian brother. And all of a sudden, boom, things happen. But it takes it takes faith faith into step out. And, and but also patience, patience. And, oh, you know, absolutely. I, you know, here's what I've discovered about. And God's got the sense of humor. The people that um, have the patience, God's saying, move now. Oh, and those of us who go, we want to move now. And he goes, no, it's time for patience. Absolutely. He uses whatever is there to, Absolutely. To, as a lesson for us. And, you know, I get frustrated because I'm a, let's make it happen now. He goes, aha, now it's mm-hmm. time for you to have patience. But there are those, you know, that maybe you that were going, you know, um, I got the goods, but I just kind of sit and wait on it. He goes, no, Dan, now. So, I mean, he, he uses whatever tools he has handy in you and your life to bring you to the point of deeper maturity. Absolutely. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just ahead. like this conversation we're having right now. Um, Holy Spirit's been putting on my heart. I need to step out and have my voice heard. And all of a sudden, Kaz last night calls me up and says, hey, I, I had a cancellation. Can you come on the radio? And uh-huh. I could not deny what Holy Spirit's been placing upon my heart. And I wanted to say no, yes. but I couldn't. But let me tell you this, my listening friend. Here's what happened. I asked him, would you consider coming on? And it wasn't like he didn't spend, you know, even four or five seconds going, I'd rather not. He he knew that was a sign from the Lord it's stirring him to do that. Absolutely. And he was prepped to say what, you know, what happens, I'm game for it. And he said, before I almost finished the sentence, he goes, I'd be honored to do that. And I know he has a little trepidation about doing things like that in public. <laughs> uh, but but he, God is going, God is well pleased in this kind of a thing. And Absolutely. what's that mean for you, my friend? Absolutely. Dan, we've got different kinds of people listening to the show. Some of them need to be prodded forward. Yes. Other of us need to be reined in yes and god is doing what it takes to mature us would you uh take that into a prayer or proclamation in a minute or so for a minute or so as we get 
prepared to go into the commercial break. Yes. So, Father, we lift up these people that have been sitting and waiting. And, Father, we pray that you renew those visions, those things that you've placed upon their heart. We thank you that you are a good Father, that your word is good. And, Father, I pray encouragement upon them, Lord. Uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm. So, Father, we pray that you heal those hearts that have been waiting in the wings to move. When we want to encourage you to step out and bring what you carry as the body of Christ. And, Lord, we bless them. We, we, Father, we ask for, for dreams and visions to be released upon them to renew their hearts and renew their minds in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. And my friends, Dan talked about dreams and visions. You know, we're going from the natural things that we feel comfortable with into God wants to launch some supernatural things as well. And he wants to use vessels such as us. And he wants us to have that heart like Dan has, like, if you say to go, I'm going to go. If you say to stop, I will stop. And when he has an obedient bride collectively, mm-hmm. then uh, he can make some, uh, you know, he, he can make some inroads. And uh, I don't know how long he can stand to wait to come back and uh, rule and reign with his, 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 his family. Amen. So my listening friend, we're going to talk more about that in the next segment when Dan Simonek and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And I am back. Thanks, Brendan, for pointing at me from the from the studio to let me know when I can actually open my mouth. Brendan's a good man, a powerful man, one of the great engineers of the world. Dan Simonek is with me, and he's with Kingdom Cone and so many other things, integrity, aviation management. But uh, he may not even be aware of the things that God has in store for him. Absolutely. And so, uh, but he's game. That's what I like about it. He's game. You know, this really plays into the subject we're talking about in the first segment we had Anarina Hyman uh, from Jerusalem on uh, she's an Orthodox Jew and a lot of her Bible study deals with um, the, the truths of the Old Testament and she applies them not only to then but also to today but also from today into the future she used some scriptures in Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes to talk about it and here we are as uh, a Gentile uh, Christians and we use scripture in Hebrew it says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever and Dan, you and I have talked about the things of our past that empower us for today. We just mm-hmm. talked about that in the last segment. Yeah. But what do you think about talking about the next phase? And that's the the deep, dark, dank, frightening unknown of the future. I guess that's, to me, it's, it's why he's building our faith. We don't have to know. We have to trust. Oh, that's good. Um Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This uh-huh. is a scripture that he gave me years ago. It's kind of the basis where I have to stand. So I encourage to trust. Yeah. Things may look dark, but he's way bigger. Yes. And Peter, when he went out into the water with Jesus in the boat, 
God had given Peter through the ministry and the teaching of Jesus a, a lot of things. He's, mm-hmm. You know, he saw miracles. Uh, he saw the hungry fed. He saw the lame walking and blind seeing. He saw all these things. And, you know, it, sometimes you can be complacent and go, I like hanging here. This mm-hmm. is good. But then Jesus had to turn it right around to him and say, uh, you know, uh, just come on out to me in the water. And it was, that was totally a stretch. Absolutely. But Jesus wanted him to get to that point where it was expanding his faith. Yes. And absolutely. How, how many people, Dan, you know, our, our Christian friends and ourselves as well, we have to point the finger back at us. How, how many times we go, I'm comfortable in my Christian faith. I'm comfortable in my Christian walk. Don't ask me to stretch now. Thank you very much. But the scripture says, when I was in distress, God enlarged me. Yes. The psalmist says. Yes, absolutely. So there are things, you know, he's, he's not, not prepared us only to live for today, but he's preparing us to live for tomorrow. And what does that look like? Yeah. We have to find out. Well, for me, it was very comfortable being in that safe place. Yeah. But in the last 10 years, he's really stretched me and I love it. Uh, from playing the drums to doing bigger and greater things. And in fact, sitting across the table with you tonight. Yeah. So I encourage you people to step out and test and push that, what you think is a wall and push it out Yeah. and and step into those things. But you know what, Dan, it seems like to me, as we know the character of God, he's got an ulterior motive. <laughs> he, he has an interior motive and it's not yes. only for our edification, but it's also for us to, prepare the way for his return absolutely and for people to actually comprehend the character of god he needs to see the character we need to showcase the character of god so other people can see Mm. god's character before he comes back yes so that they're not blown away and Mm -hmm. don't accept him we want them to be able to accept him but we want them to accept him as he really is now And the scripture says, as he is, so are we in the world. And mm-hmm. that's our calling to be as he is, not yes. not the Jesus necessarily that was in the Gospels only, but the Jesus who died, was buried, and rose again and ascended. I mean, can can you fathom that? God wants us to have that level of, uh, of relationship with him, but also that level of... Uh, intimacy and uh, activity. You know, Absolutely. if Jesus says do it and it's never been done before, yeah, do it. He's the one who can do it. Absolutely. I, I want to share this with you, uh, my listening friend, and Dan can jump on in, in any moment he wants, but there, you know, there are things that we, in our church environment, we've kind of embraced uh, the gospel of salvation. Mm-hmm. We all lo- love the idea of being saved. Mm-hmm. We all love the idea of the gifts that happen to us, the confidence and peace and joy and uh, all those other things that happen with Jesus as we walk with the Jesus of the New Testament Gospels. And th- th- there's a, there's, it talks about the gospel of salvation, but there's something that happens after salvation. Mm-hmm. And my friends, we're coming down to the last strokes on that the, the tick of the clock. And he needs us to showcase not only the gospel of salvation, but the scripture says uh, that God is going to uh, uh, introduce the gospel of the kingdom and then the end shall come. Mm -hmm. And so the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of salvation, or it's the same phraseology of the gospel, but the kingdom side is the other side of the coin to, you know, the salvation side. The salvation is we're living in the, uh, the, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were like the disciples walking with Jesus, and that's fine. 
But Peter was out on the boat and he goes, you, you haven't heard about this part yet. <laughs> so I, what I'm going to do is I want you to step out on the water. Mm-hmm. Peter goes, no, no, no. So, so Peter was being stretched. Yes. And my friend, that's a picture for us. We're going to have to be willing to be stretched as well and go beyond our comfort zone of not only embracing you know the the gospels the gospel of salvation Matthew Mark Luke and John yes. but that wasn't the end of Jesus's story yeah. the end of Je- the end of Jesus's story hasn't been accomplished yet but the next phase of Jesus's story was not only doing what he did in Matthew Mark Luke and John but the death the burial the resurrection and the ascension and the empowerment that we haven't even experienced before Yes. We need to be ready for that because it's coming soon to a body near you. Yes, <laughs> you absolutely. want to speak a little bit to that, Dan? Well, for me, it, I want to encourage too the the people that with the creatives, um, as far as the inventors out there. Ooh, we know that there's a ton of people out there that have these witty inventions in their hearts. Oh, that's so good. But in, unfortunately, there's discouragement or how can I do this or I, I don't carry enough. I don't know the people. I don't. We we put all of these excuses in play. And coming from a place of doing it now, when God's in it, he will provide. But you have to step. You have to take that step of faith and do it. I was a guy that flew airplanes and never built, never played a drum. And then all of a sudden I'm doing home groups and the father says, build a cajon. A cajon is a a wooden drum set. Yes. So I did and I wasn't happy with it. And so I kept stretching out, stretching and I kept praying. I said, Lord, show me how to do this better. And he was so faithful in doing it. It, it, it confused my friends. How did you do this? And Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't take any of the glory. This is all from the Lord. He showed me how to do it. So I encourage you people to step out with those gifts, those callings, those inventions. I just want to call you forth into your destiny and who you are. God has given you things. And I know as a child, he would show me things that I thought I could never do. And once I broke out, I want more. Yeah. Let's and do this. You use the scripture that God is giving us the knowledge of witty inventions. Yes. You know, there are so many things that have yet to be invented. Yes. And some of those things are innovations that you carry. You know, how many how many of my listening friends right now have, have a few things we go, you go, boy, you know, this, whatever it is, like this can opener or this, whatever, whatever it happens to mm-hmm. be, it could actually function a little bit better. I get so frustrated with this. And God's saying, you may carry the key to this brand new invention, not only that, but it may be a financial resource to you, but even more than that, it can be a financial resource for his kingdom. Yes. And all of a sudden his kingdom, you know, there's financing that needs to happen for his kingdom things. It's not ungodly to have finances to accommodate these things. Absolutely. And sometimes he's using Y-O-U, my friend, to do that. Absolutely. And sometimes he just needs you to comprehend that you've got a, a, a better idea than other people have had and speak it out, live it out, write it out, accommodate it and, and see what he does through that. Absolutely. And, and my encouragement to you is to get into a quiet place and seek him on these things. That's where I've had breakthroughs where I've seen things where I've gotten the encouragement needed in a quiet place to step forward in this because we need that. We need to break through those barriers. You know, the enemy does not want us to break through. <laughs> it's a battle. 
Yes. So I just encourage you to push that wall out. Breakthrough. You know, we're going to be talking with a person in this next segment that she and her husband had a vision for a property in uh, on the border between San Diego and uh, Tijuana. And it was kind of like that. It's kind of like this is a, a big vision. And uh, we're in you've put us in a place where we could accommodate this vision. But the the restraints against it are overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And God kept communicating with them and saying, no, I've got a big plan. And it's such an important big plan. You just playing a role. I'm, you know, you don't get, you don't need to take the glory for this. This Absolutely. is my stuff. And we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to carry this conversation, Dan, in what you and I had, and we're going to extrapolate that to somebody else who is experiencing a similar kind of thing. But we're not doing this only to uh, bring attention to them. Oh no, we are bringing it to you, my listening friend, to stir you to discover what those callings within you are and to move forward in them as well. So, Dan, uh, I know you are going to join me for this last segment. And you know what? I got to compliment you. You're doing so well, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> my listening friend, Dan Simonek and Kaz will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Dan Simonek, Kingdom Cajon, and Cas Taylor here with you for Come Together San Diego, the last segment of this two-hour broadcast. And we've, we've kind of opened a, a, an interesting topic, haven't we, Dan? Absolutely. We're talking about Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he also uses Scripture uh, to give us uh, an understanding of how things were, not only in Jesus' day, but back even before Jesus' day on the earth. You know, the Old Testament prophets, apostles, uh, the different uh, patriarchs and things like that, and the festivals and feasts, all those things he's given us to understand his character now. Mm-hmm but with the ulterior motive so that we can apply that not only to the now, but to the tomorrow as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about, you and I, uh, are about the integrity aviation management, which has been your vision for some time. Um, there There are pieces of that that were to edify you and your vision, but there were other pieces to it that had a broader scope as well. Why don't you speak speak a moment or two about that? Because my listening friend, this is going to speak to you as well. It may relate to some of your heart cries as well and some of the frustrations you may have faced about them not exactly coming to pass as you thought. Uh, Dan had an interesting conversation with the Lord, and I'm going to hand it off to you, Dan Simonek. Well, Kaz, um, a while back, it was probably been at least a year now, um, I'm out hiking by myself, and suddenly I hear Holy Spirit say, why do you want integrity aviation management? And it was, I, I literally stopped in my tracks, because this is a deep question, and, and he already knows the answer, and he wants me to know what, what is going on and what my vision and my goal is for this. And being in aviation for 35 years in private, um, in corporate aircraft, unfortunately, there is some wrong dealings that go on. And people, these captains of industry, get stolen from, and they don't even know it. Yes. So it's really on my heart to um, be an area to make these things right. Well, when Holy Spirit asked me that, I knew in my heart, and it took five, ten minutes, what the goal was, and it was to edify the Lord and to bring business as if he was doing it himself. 
And I know he will bring the finances in it. But this is his business. It's just like the drum company. If we do, if we're faithful in doing those things, he will reward us. Yes. And and we can't be looking at money into stuff in our pockets. I know it's going to be a ministry to sow in two ministries. Yes. And I want to bring the good news to these captains of industries, these millionaires and billionaires, and bring the love of the Father to these people. Yes, and I'm excited sure. about it. Well, you know, um, th- there's as you look at Scripture, I, I, I like to look at the Old Testament and see some examples and illustrations. In, in, in I look at the tabernacle of Moses, for example, mm-hmm. and I look at the structure of the tabernacle of David and the, and the temple, and I go, what lessons are there for us today? Mm-hmm. One of the lessons I glean from looking at the tabernacle of Moses are who are the tribes that are surrounding them and what can we learn from those tribes? Mm-hmm. And, and the tribes that were at the entryway to the tabernacle of Moses, you, if you wanted to go into the tabernacle structure, you had to go into the neighborhood of Judah, of Zebulun and of Issachar. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look into scripture, each one of these uh, uh, tribes have very specific elements that are part of their character. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I pull from that is in order to get into God's presence, and I use the tabernacle of Moses as that illustration into the outer court, the holy place and the holy of holies. And even in order to get in there, you have to step through the different tribes of Judah, Zebulun, and Issachar. Now, Judah is worship and praise. So in order to get into the God's presence, worship and praise has to play a key role. And Issachar is the one who, whom the other tribes look to to understand the times. And so you have to go through a level of understanding what the times hold for us in order to go into uh, God's fullness. But there's the other tribe is called Zebulun, and that's a, a, a tribe of commerce. Mm-hmm. And that tribe of commerce means, you it's like you talk about witty inventions, the Zebulun people were the ones who dealt with commerce. In other words, God blessed them financially. Yes. And part of the blessing, no doubt, would be for them financially, but m- even more important so that they could finance God's plans yes. in these last days. Absolutely. So those are three elements that uh, are illustrated as you see the pictures and patterns uh, of the Old Testament tabernacle of Moses. My listening friend, the, the God's raising up those of the tribe of Zebulun in a spiritual sense to be the funders and financers for those who, whom God gives witty inventions to. And so part of it, Dan, it sounds like uh, when you were moving forward in your integrity aviation management, part of it was to use that as a tool to uh, support other people with vision. Absolutely. Talk just briefly about that. Cause I mean, it's for us to have to handle that. We go, what you're asking me to give my stuff away to other people? No, it's not your stuff; it's his stuff. Absolutely, and he has a purpose, intention yeah. behind that. Yeah, absolutely, it's 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 actually very natural to me. It's my heart to see these ministries, and and there's too many ministries right now that are being held back that are underfinanced that want to bring the good news of the gospel, the Father's heart, His love, and we need to be doing this and and business. The marketplace is a huge ministry opportunity that I believe that the Lord wants back. Say he that wants- again. That's so true. No, you need to you need to preach that, brother, one more time. Business and marketplace is a huge area to bring ministry and the Father's love. And and people I worked for some people in New York that were very hardened, 
that had this facade that you would think of a New Yorker. <laughs> but when I brought the father's love, that wall would drop and I would see the true person and who they are. And I would call it out. I said, I see this, this, and this. And it, it actually disarmed them and they loved it. So I, there's people with anointings and I want to encourage you to step out in those anointings and do that. Yes. We're not all the same. That's right. So, but, but but also the only way that God's body can actually be God's body, yes. the way that he intends it to be and his bride needs to be prepared that way, his body and bride need to be prepared that way for his return is each one of us discovering our calling, yes. but being willing to march in that mm-hmm. uh, according to what God says. But it's not going to be uh, me, myself, and I, it's going to be me connected to you, connected to other people. And each one of us bring a vital but unique part of the big picture. It doesn't look, we don't, (laughs) our ministries don't look like the other person. So be, don't try to fit in somebody's box. Don't try to be like somebody else. Be who you are and what the father's put on your heart. It's welcome. It needs its place in the body. Would you proclaim that? We've got about a minute left in this uh, last segment of the Come Together San Diego radio show. Would you proclaim that to our listeners and then we'll close this segment. My listening friend, I hope you've been stirred by the information that we've shared, not only from the first hour talking about the things that were and the things that are preparing for the things that will be, but also we've kind of carried that theme into the last hour as well with Dan Simonek and I. So would you pray that uh, over listeners? Some of them may fit into one of the, Uh, one of those three categories or other categories. And we have to realize that and be in tandem with one another. Yeah. So in the name of Jesus, we call forth every gifting and calling and every person, every puzzle piece that completes the body. Each puzzle piece is different. And we want to encourage you to step out and bring that puzzle piece to the body and match it up with your brothers and sisters. So we bless you encourage and stepping out and and getting rid of all those lies that the enemy doesn't want you to go we just we just command those lies to leave now in the name of Jesus and we encourage you to step forward now in Jesus name yes 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 Dan Simonek kingdom go home but I'm going to say this as well I'm going to speak it into reality and also the founder of integrity aviation management which God is going to use uh, not only to communicate to people who own planes or need to get wealthy people that need to get from one place to another, but is also going to be a resource for God's kingdom. I'm proclaiming that yes. now that this is, this is time for that to come to pass. So, so Daniel was kind enough to pray that over you, but we're going to ask, you know, sometimes these prayers can boomerang and what you prayed for other people, <laughs> God is going to have it come to pass with you. My listening friend, I hope you enjoyed this uh, broadcast for Come Together San Diego. Dan Simonek, thank you for joining me. How much fun. How, by the way, why don't you give a website so people can get to Kingdom Cajon? Okay. Kingdom Cajon, uh, Cajon. You can either spell it with a C or with a K. We spell our Cajon like a K because they are not a box. <laughs> KingdomCajon.com. Um and uh, see what we put out there. There, There's nothing like them. It's wow. all from the Father. 
He gets all the glory. We just get to produce them. Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, that can be you as well for whatever God is telling you to create and produce as well. My listening friend, I hope this show has been an inspiration. Back again next week with more good stuff. Dan Simonek, thank you for joining me. My listening friend from Come Together San Diego and Cass Taylor, we're saying so long. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 